pregnant women are feeling anxious right now about giving birth during COVID and 40% of them are changing their birth plans. With this in mind, we're chatting today with Nadine Richardson from SheBirths about her understanding of what's changed for expectant parents. What does giving birth during a pandemic mean? What are some of the restrictions and what can expectant parents do to still have a beautiful birth? I'm Fiona Hitchner. I'm the Strategic Partnerships Director of Parents at Work, and we're on a mission to support working families and to create family-friendly workplaces. And never before has there been a time when families are having to juggle so much. So today with Nadine, um, we're talking about how families can have a beautiful birth even through this quite challenging time. Nadine Richardson is a mother, yoga teacher, doula, speaker, and the creator and founder of the world's only scientifically verified childbirth education program, SheBirths. Nadine is an expert in childbirth, pregnancy and prenatal yoga, and I'm really delighted to be speaking with her today. So hello and welcome, Nadine. Thanks so much, Fiona. I have to just acknowledge what a lovely speaking voice you have. (laughs) Such a pleasure to listen to. Well done, you, sweetie. When I have to do my podcast intros, I I normally do a few takes, but you're just impeccable, impeccable. Well, thank you. Some British accent coming out of me. Very nice, very nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. What you guys are doing is um, so awesome and I'm really happy to be having this chat and hope we can help some families out there. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about recording a podcast a while ago when we started partnering um, with SheBirths, um, but it just seems so much more important now given you know there mm. has been so much change and so much uncertainty for expectant parents. So really delighted that you're happy to share some of your thoughts and experience and particularly for those um, expectant parents who are you know about to deliver what, what they can do, some of the advice that you would give them. So we might start there and get your, um, your insights around you know what expectant parents can expect at the moment mm. um and you know how are how are families coping you, you know new mm. family families coping at the moment yeah um I suppose that you know we said it at the very beginning you know 80 percent of mums are expressing a feeling of anxiety at the moment and I think this is a, a good place to maybe start because you know, pregnancy, uh, upcoming birth, uh, contemplations of parental leave, like there's a lot of change during this time and that naturally brings about some degree of anxiety for a huge majority of people. But I think the anxiety that's being experienced now with even more change and a a very high degree of uncertainty um, is... And, and this chopping and changing even of restrictions is really setting off anxiety in a huge amount of people, not just mums but their partners as well. So I firstly just want to acknowledge that if you're feeling that, you know, out there, you're not alone and it's normal and there's lots of great things that you can do um, to alleviate that anxiety and to make your pregnancy and birth and early postpartum a lot more enjoyable and calm. So I suppose I just wanted to start with that because definitely the people I talk to um, over the last sort of three or four months, there's been a huge amount of anxiety and a lot of grief as well because people are really grieving the loss of 
what they thought their birth and early postpartum might be like or even their pregnancy might be like, popping off to yoga classes, meeting lots of people, um, having family come over from the other side of the world to help with children, uh, having a doula and feeling more safe inside a hospital space with a person that you've chosen and you're guaranteed to have there supporting you. A lot of that has just simply been taken away. And so I think it's really, really important to acknowledge the anxiety and the grief and start to, once we've acknowledged and moved through that, manage it better as best we can and then move into a new kind of vision. I think a lot of women didn't even realise they had an idea for how their birth was going to go until these things were taken away. And then that's what's, I think, been really interesting. And um, everyone's actually walking around with their little subconscious mind, an idea of how they expected this time to go. And, and this has really brought it to the forefront for people. So, yeah, it's a very, very big time. And so firstly, I'm really noticing that for families in all the different stages on that perinatal period. I assume you are too as well, Fiona. Yeah, absolutely. We are seeing um, definitely individuals wanting more support at the moment because like you say you know you perhaps have a a, a thought around what that might be like you sort of just an assumption I guess that you that this is how um the pregnancy and birth and even you know working and being pregnant you know and and then going on parental leave and and that's also changed very much as well obviously you know there's a lot of they're at home they're not even the you know the sort of farewell and going on going on parental leave and the baby showers all of that has you know also obviously been really impacted and it's interesting that you said around you know that they weren't necessarily even consciously aware that they had a plan until any plan was taken away yeah um so that's a, that's a sort of interesting thought there. And, and, you know, absolutely, you're right. There's a lot of grief out there at the moment, yeah. you know, particularly for expectant parents and all and everyone, you know, but yeah. at the moment, this sort of heightened loss around this magical moment and connection with family and your new child um, and what that might look like. Yeah. So what if you what if, what are some of the restrictions? Because we yeah. talked about there it's it is so uncertain. We don't even know we can cross borders. Can we? Can't we? Can we go to hospitals? Can we? Yeah. Can't we? So what what can we do now? I know it's obviously maybe changed yeah. slightly. Yeah. But what, what can we do now? Yeah. Look, I mean things have started to shift, and I think let's start with a an attitude of gratitude. Like if you're listening to this now you weren't in the families in March, okay, that were pregnant and expecting in Mm. April because for those people it was like being hit by a sledgehammer. So let's just be grateful that we're further down the line now, which means we have had time to adjust um, to the new norm. And it is really important to know that, of course, there's different restrictions in play in different places. So, you know, right now New South Wales has different restrictions in the city as as opposed to regional and a lot of restrictions although they're coming down from New South Wales government they get uh, expressed in different ways so you know if you're a birth support person like me um, I'm able to attend births you know up in Newcastle I'm on call from Sunday night and I'll be traveling there but if I had someone who was about to deliver at the Royal Hospital or Royal Prince Alfred here in the city, I I wouldn't be able to go into 
the birthing room. I'd have to lobby my mum to the hospital and leave her there, yeah, or the partner would have to come out and be on FaceTime. So those sorts of things. And, again, it's the same with um, obstetricians and midwives and whether they're what percentage of the consultations are on telehealth. Like so some of the OBs here are asking mums to sort of do telehealth appointments from the car <laughs> and then just pop in for the palpation, the actual manual kind of checkups, and then that's it for, you know, however long it is. So, I mean, we got down to in March and April only say 25% of appointments with caregivers being face-to-face and all the rest were either cancelled or moved to telehealth. So it's interesting because that is confronting for a lot of people and it's very hard to then build a rapport with someone Mm. that's going to help you during your birth, for example. But at the same time, there's interesting lessons we can take from that because if you are a healthy, low-risk candidate, um, which 80 to 90% of women are when they're pregnant because being pregnant is actually a a wonderful sign of your health and your vitality. Um, So for most of us, actually, we can, you know, travel through birth and pregnancy with very little help compared to what we thought we needed. So yeah, all of these restrictions and all of this removing of appointments and time in hospital, you know, the encouragement to stay out of hospital um, as much as possible. So labor as long as you can at home, leave as early as possible. All of this is kind of pointing to the fact that pregnancy and birth are actually, you know, normal physiological events with very small numbers of things that could go wrong. Um, and many of those signs and indicators women can start to notice and bring up with their provider themselves through specific symptoms and things. So they actually do start to highlight themselves very clearly to mothers and they can be brought up if needed, but it really is only for 10 to 20% of the population. So I've seen a big change and I think what the biggest one has been is that people are really taking back their own sense of power an agency and their own trust in their bodies and their birth and their intuition and their own health. So taking real responsibility for themselves. You know, some of our mums are doing their own blood pressure, you know, um, doing their own diabetes tests rather than going in. So it's quite interesting to watch it all. And I'm certainly seeing people labour for much longer at home with a lot more comfort than going into the hospital as early as they would have potentially. So, and seeing better results from that, which is fascinating, right? Mm, Absolutely. So talk me through that a little bit more. Like what, when you say seeing better results, what does that mean? So, you know, for the majority of women that I work with, they're endeavouring to create the most natural birth possible if that's available, they're happy to go with the flow if things aren't going to plan and they're happy to have some form of medical assistance if it's required, whether that be, um, you know, an epidural or a caesarean section. Um, but what we're seeing is the majority of our mums are having better births, more natural births um, throughout this period. And potentially that's coming from labouring more at home or taking on a greater degree of responsibility 
Uh, or I think it's also really, yeah, taking on a sense of agency, the locus of control being inside rather than externalized because the system's saying, look, we can't handle you coming in. It's not in your best interest. You guys are fine on your own. <laughs> you know, come in when you really absolutely need to. And usually when people are told that, they'll come in closer to a sort of six to eight centimetre mark and they've passed through, you know, some of the most uh, long and challenging parts of labour already and they're about to hit, you know, the the tsunami of transition, the eight to ten, and by then it's it's nearly over. It's the downward slope. You're at Heartbreak Hill and then you're on the, the jog down to the beach. So, yeah, that's what we're seeing and I think it's really fascinating um, to be watching it and and also we you know we're collecting data around it as well just to see what not the impact we thought but obviously there's a difference between people who are educated and and those who aren't and um yeah this is our educated crew and maybe we'll see other results in different areas we'll have to look and see over time I suppose and how can you know um because obviously like you said there there's so much disparity around when mm what you can do even within yeah. a state, within a city. So how can, um, you know, families actually educate themselves? How yeah. can they get that information? Like you say, if they're not necessarily going to the appointments and having that conversation or getting the, getting the even the informal conversations with other people yeah. who might be pregnant and sharing ideas, how can they educate themselves? Well, I mean, obviously I'm completely biased. <laughs> I feel like... Um, you know, I've studied lots of different birth education modalities around the world before I created the SheBirths program and the methodology, the philosophy, the curriculum. And I believe we're the most comprehensive and the most balanced in the world. And so I would always start with us, obviously. And I would definitely come into a tribe. Um, so our Facebook community is closed into a closed conversation with people who share a similar kind of attitude um, or philosophy, which for us is a very, I suppose, you know, look on the bright side and practice gratitude. All births can be beautiful no matter how they unfold. So there's absolutely no judgment. There's certainly no mummy wars that is playing out. Um, inside our conversations, there's just a lot of love and support and, and sharing of knowledge there's three ways that people engage with knowledge um, through the SheBirths program, and that is with their educator, that might be me or someone in their team, um, and they get support and Q&A sessions after their program. And then there's our broader Facebook community with people who've been doing the course for 12 years, um, all at different stages, obviously, of the perinatal journey, some with 12-year-olds as well. And then there's the private little WhatsApp groups that are created for parents just in their unique course. So there's all these kind of ways of getting support and sharing information. Um, I personally think it's pretty hard to scour the internet these days for good uh, information as it is, you know, buying certain books and, and they'll all tell you something conflicting. I think it's really important to get on the same page with your partner through doing a program and I think it's really important that you're sort of informed about the evidence base, um, tools and techniques and mindset that's going to carry you through 
the whole journey, not just birth but postpartum. And that's what we endeavour to do at SheBirths and create that community as well. Yeah, which I think at the moment that community piece is probably more important than ever. Like yeah. you say, you know, obviously the online piece because there's just that lack of um, physical connection, but there's still, you know, that that need for social connection. And you touched on partners, and I do yeah. want to sort of bring that into the conversation because I know you're very, you feel very strongly that they have a very important role. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're not they don't necessarily feel that they have or are yeah. aware that they have that role, um, but they have a really important role and probably more now, like you said, if there's less people around that can be there to support totally. the, the mother. So just talk me through that a little bit more. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, creating She Births, one of my big intentions was to empower partners to be able to support mums during labour because as a doula, I realized I was being employed to actually take on what I understood could be the partner's role, but the partners hadn't gained the information at their antenatal courses of how they could really help. And so they were left still standing in the corner, feeling kind of aimless, pointless, like the sort of spare wheel. So I really wanted people to come through um, birth um, feeling like, it was a team effort and that there was a bonding that happened through this intensity so that families had a strong stability, a strong stable foundation to go forward from um, in the next couple of years, which are, you know, far more challenging for a lot of us. So that was the intention. And, you know, the partners right now, more pressure has been put on them. There is absolutely no doubt. So they're also feeling anxious and concerned and they have their fears and so it's really really important you know that we don't send our partners into the birthing room without giving them some form of education and support to be able to be useful which is all they want to be they want to be useful they just need to be directed a little bit and shown what to do they haven't grown up with stories from sisters and aunts and, and mothers telling them about birth and they haven't watched as many TV shows that we have and all that kind of stuff. So really they've got to go from below zero to hero in a few months' time and they're the first generation of partners actually invited into the room as primary support. Like our partners um, are not just invited now, you know, to stand in the corner and midwives might even tell them to get out, like what they used to tell our dads. They're actually told like, all right, we'll come back in half an hour and we'll do a check of the baby. See you later, happy labouring. Like that's how it goes now in hospitals. They're busy, overworked systems, the majority of them. So, yeah, partners really need to be educated as well to be empowered. And then, honestly, they're just like, they're like the second hero in the room. <laughs> Like the proud partners, I love them. Often they're the ones that carry their babies, like lift their babies out into the world if it's not mum. And that's just such a beautiful thing and we see such great bonds between children and their partner um, and their second parent, you know, um, through through that bonding of birth. So big, big fan of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I know my husband was very involved. I actually had to have a Caesar in the end, but um, yeah. an emergency Caesar. So he was much more involved in our son's first moments because I was just not able to. And he, he said, you know, he still sits with him and that, that, that joy that he got from yeah. those first 
few moments that was, yeah, it's something that still sat with him. And he's got a beautiful bond with our son. So, totally. yes, very important. It is. It really is. And to feel confident in that role is is a real gift. So, you know, for, apart from doing the SheBirths course, you know, mums might, you know, highlight a page and hand that over. Please don't expect your partner to read textbooks like you might enjoy or to watch all the films that you might enjoy, you know. It's got to be in short, manageable snippets for the majority of partners and um, and very practical. That's why people love our online course. They, mums might watch the whole lot, but they're like, okay, this video, that video, this, 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 acupressure, massage and those stages of labour. These are the videos you've got to watch, sweetie, so that you understand what's going on and where to jump in. Um, yeah, so I think making it selective and for them sometimes is helpful too to engage people. Absolutely. Yeah. And so in terms of, um, you know, what would you say to those um, new expectant parents at the moment? Um, I know we've talked about yeah. you know, getting educated, getting partners involved. But, you know, for those that are worried, you have still seen, you know, families have really beautiful great results, yeah, and great results. So what would you say to those individuals at the moment about, you know, what they can expect? And, you know, maybe it is different, but it doesn't mean that it's still not, like you said, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. You know, a beautiful birth is defined in my mind and for she births as well um, as a loving and calm and respectful uh, birth with good communication uh, and where families feel they're bonded and empowered throughout. And that's can happen in any way, right? It doesn't have to be a natural water birth, uh, you know, in a birthing centre or anything like that for it to be like that. So it's really important to come down to the, the principles and the values um, and who we're being in the birthing room rather than what we're doing um, or the outcome of the birth. So really bringing it right back into that space and that state of being is important to get our heads into that zone, firstly. And secondly, the body is designed to birth. Women have been giving birth since the beginning of time it is a normal physiological event. Television and Hollywood have told you otherwise a million times over, but that's just because it makes great TV or a great headline story, just like all the other dramas that get expressed uh, in the media. But, you know, 90% of the time it's all happening as per usual through the body and you were born and built to do it. And partners are born and built to love and support. So really, there's nothing to worry about, actually. <laughs> you don't need to do anything, just trust. But what, what about for those families, though, that where, you know, then maybe there are some concerns or yep. there are some challenges. I mean, um, you know, what, what can they do at the moment? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> is, you know, what can they do at the moment, given there are you know, yeah, I mean, if they're doing education, because knowledge is the number one way to overcome fear, knowledge of labour so that you can manage it better, knowledge of the tools so that you can access them innately within yourself and so that your partner knows how to apply the inner and outer resources, all of that, of course, is critical. And daily practices um, like doing visualisations, 
uh, yoga and so on, all of these calming for the nervous system practices are really important. So I think moving towards calming practices, we give them for free on our app, on the, the She Births app. There's the visualizations and then there's ways to engage your partner as we've talked about, so getting connected. And then the other element from that space would be to educate yourself so that you feel inspired. So we use a lot of birth stories from interviews with families to inspire and show how you can create a beautiful birth no matter what's involved so yeah from that underlying kind of trust in birth as normal and natural to you know practices that allow you to feel calmer feel more connected with yourself your partner your baby and then also ways to educate so that you feel uh, not anxious but excited and inspired about birth so those sort of three um, modalities I suppose or three practices are are the ways to go now I'd say because yeah does that make sense? Have I rambled yeah. too long, Fiona? Sorry. No, 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 it does. I think, you know, like what you've said, it's around, it's uh, knowledge. So actually getting educated and using yep. education and, but using knowledge and education of verified sources. So yeah. that you're getting real, you know, exactly what's happening now, um, you know, using the the like you said those daily practices and that yeah. that calming for that nervous system we talk about that a lot as well Not because good. it's about um you know it's a, one you have to understand your emotions you have to be able to label your emotions and then you have to put steps in place yeah. to be able to calm um your body's response to those emotions yeah. as well yeah you have to be able to make really good choices and to be able to not feel so overwhelmed and let's face it we're all feeling slightly totally. overwhelmed we are in this moment in time that no one can tell us what the outcome is going to be because we just don't know so it can be very for overwhelming and for new yep. families even more so um so yeah using those tools to, to like you say like really focusing on your nervous system and mm. breathing mindfulness meditation that's something that we talk about as well um and then like you said bringing in the partner or your support person and getting that you're getting them educated and being there for you as well you know that's all really amazing advice and you know I think even more so now that Mm. that you know individuals are educating themselves and 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 putting those practices in place and we're really excited because actually um we have a gift for anyone who's listening um with SheBirth so anyone who's listening today um or who wants to take part in the SheBirth's full online course can get a 10% discount so thank you Nadine and the code for that is POOR, P-A-W, so that stands for Parents at Work, POOR Podcast 10. So that will be on the the communication that we have as well, and you'll find that. But if you are really interested in learning more about SheBirths and the full online course and taking part of that as part of your birthing journey, there is a discount um, associated with Mm. the partnership with Parents at Work. And we're very proud to be partnering with yourselves, um, Nadine Mm. and SheBirths. Yeah. And so anything that you would like to say as we wrap up today, is there anything else? I know you've imparted lots of lovely bits of wisdom. Anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I think you said it really well. And I think you're right. Like all these wonderful things that we actually learn through she births in preparation for birth, they're actually for life. And like you said, um, our nervous systems are slightly overwhelmed. We are all slightly stressed and 
it's more and more reason to come back to the mindfulness, the breathing, the calming of the nervous system. And as you practice that, you'll be setting yourself up for, you know, a world that is going to be continually changing, which is the land of parenthood. And it's an investment in yourself, in your sanity, in your happiness, in your family, um, and their skills that won't ever be forgotten. So um, birth is one of the most exciting and awesome and amazing adventures of our lives. We never forget it. It's a really important day in our lives, and we put a lot of prep into other special days, so we may as well put in a bit of prep for that too. And I promise you, you'll have a beautiful experience. If you put in a bit of time now, it will be a wonderful day that you remember forever really well. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your knowledge. And for those of you listening, if anyone would like to know more about Parents at Work or our partnership with SheBirths, please go to our website, parentsatwork.com.au or email us at info at parentsatwork.com.au. So anyone listening, good luck with your birthing journey. And um, remember that we are here if you need any support. 